CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What's up, nerds? This is Just a Couple Arslings, a Last Kingdom podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Toomer. And I'm Alyssa Fixie. We are writers for Sci-Fi Wires fangirls who started recapping The Last Kingdom in season three. So we decided to bring that nerdy, horny energy to Podcastlandia. Jessica, what a uh, week. My gosh. <laughs> All right. So I we try not to complain too much on this um, podcast just because everyone's going through it right now. Uh, but we like had a tropical storm just sitting over us this week. All week. Just All rain, week. rain, thunderstorms, Terrible. my dog's freaking out, flooding. Oh, it's my just God, my cats. like yes. Yeah. It's, it's been just been bad. It's been a lot. Like, you know, there's already a pandemic going on and now it's just like 24/7 thunderstorms. It's a lot to deal with. But today there is sunshine. There's a ripping new Lady Gaga single. I'm feeling Hell more yeah. optimistic than I have in a while. <laughs> and we have The Last Kingdom, which we thought oh. we would never get to record this episode. It's the the penultimate episode of the season. We had to reschedule a couple times because, you know, you don't want to hear thunderstorms in the background. You just don't. You don't. And you know what? If you don't live in an area that gets hurricanes and, and things like that, um, it does fuck with your wi-fi quite a bit so oh my god yes um i've been living in i've joked about how you know i'm gardening i'm cross-stitching i'm turning into like laura ingles but this week <laughs> that joke really like bit me in the ass because yeah um there's not a lot to do if you can't binge netflix that's when you're true in a pandemic, so <laughs> i will say though my my little garden patch has loved the rain my tomato plants and oh. pepper plants are thriving and some of my yes. seeds are starting to come up it's very exciting I'm so, so proud of you we have Thank little you. cukes yes we have like the oh. smallest little cucumbers they look like little pickles it's adorable that's um, very cute yeah so it's the little things um right. Enough complaining. Let's get to the episode. Yeah, not a lot of good little things happening in this episode. Everybody's going through it. It's a lot. It is. Um, (sighs) So we open the episode on possibly one of the only positive moments is Athelflaed's coronation. We don't get like a big, intense scene, but we kind of get... You know, like we see her going through the streets, looking like the May Queen from Midsommar. Ugh. Like, strong vibes. I don't trust flower crowns right now. I know. Why would <laughs> you? Don't. Why would you? Um, but, you know, she seems happy. She and Edward kind of reconcile. And they're like, mm-hmm. all right, we're going to work together to, you know, make Dad's dream come true. But, yeah, that that little bit of positivity at the beginning is pretty much all there is. Right. Hold on tight to it. Um, right. Because, <laughs> you yeah. Know, we're at the we're at the table eating, but soon we're going to be watching a dude in a bear carcass be lit on fire. Um, yeah. is okay, basically, but that, right. But that seems the best, though. God, that is the best. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that some people have a problem with it, I guess, because it's like, yeah, he's a D-bag, but did he deserve to die? But I think yes. he did. Yes. If you make Florence Pugh cry like that you right. deserve to die get out of here yeah christian christian deserved what he got anyway all right guys this, is, <laughs> this is the refocus. last kingdom um but yeah so edward and uh ethel fled have have mended fences and um she's taken the initiative to kind of go firm up their borders um mm-hmm. now that they're a united front he's decided he's gonna head back to wessex because he's been gone for too long um it's a little little too late though because everyone yeah. knows he's left the castle undefended and um the danes are gonna take advantage of that fact and so the next kind of you know, shot we see is of the Danes sacking Winchester, which here's my issue. Mm. When the season first started, you know, Edward was really reluctant to go help um, Ethel fled at Tettenhall and, and to, to leave Wessex in general. And I remember this conversation that he had with Ethelhelm about um, 
shoring up their defenses and it was going to be so hard for the, you know, the Danish army to attack because they're really working on that. You know, they've learned their lesson. And that was a big reason why he was like, well, we need to make sure we defend our own first. Mm-hmm. And so why he didn't go and help. And so I'm just like, they really took Winchester quite easily. I mean, it so didn't easily. seem hard for them. No. No, they pretty much just walked in, they killed a few guards, and that was it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, all right, I get it, he needed to take a lot of people to go to Mercia, but, like, how small is the king's guard that they, mm. you know, I just, you know, for being the jewel of Wessex, they really <laughs> let it be stolen quite easily. So yeah, it's a it's a bit of a disappointment. You would think that this place would be a little bit more defended than it is. Yeah. Um, of course, they do have Erdwolf's help, and so maybe he... You know, maybe he knew some bros. I have a hard, I, I have a hard time <laughs> believing that Airwolf has that much power. That like he was like, yeah, he we're just going to take it. Alyssa. You're right. He knows a guy who knows a guy, and that's how they're going to get in. Oh boy. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's violent. It's a lot. You know, Sig Trigger takes Athelhelm and Edward's wife and child, and kind of throws them into imprisonment. Which honestly, Athelhelm just like. I mean, I get it. He's pissed at Edward right now, but he really did not provide any benefit to the situation. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you would think mm-hmm. as, like, Edward's second in command at this point, he would have, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I know he didn't really, he wasn't in the position to put up much of a fight, but, like, he did not put up a fight at all. So, right. you know, whatever. Well, I think it shows, you know, like, it, that's the difference between having men who want power um, and mm. opportunity for themselves and having people who are really, you know, have have bought into this idea that you're doing something that's going to unite the kingdom and that's what's most important. It's just a different kind of set of um, priorities. And Yeah, I think that's a really good distinction. How, yeah, it shows how ridiculous it was for Edward to to trust Ethelhelm and not see the ambition in that man because mm. um, when it, when times are tough, he's not going to stick it out for you. And so I think we see that this episode. But, yeah, he he's like, the, if Sig Trigger's like, you know, do you want to fight or do you want to surrender? And he's like, yep, I'm fine. Like, take him, kill the guard. I don't care, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's pretty, pretty brutal. I know that the, the Danes are always really... Um, they, they don't care about how many people they kill, but yeah, it was. There was, was a, lot of sta- a lot of stabbing <laughs> in this episode. A lot of, sta- a lot of bludgeoning, um, mm. which felt new. So mm. yeah, it was a lot. They're they're yeah they're uh, adapting their fighting style to, uh, to <laughs> a new sure. era. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like when all that shit's going down, um, we sort of catch up with Uhtred on the road, and he and the Cookham crew are helping Aleswith and Athelstan travel to Bedwin, where they're gonna hang out now. I guess like she's gonna mm-hmm. raise him, and you know he'll probably be a much better option for King than his little brother being raised by his little brother's horrible mother so you know <laughs> i think it's a i think it's a better option for everybody for them to sort of grow up um apart from the, the castle with yeah else will make him super pious but i also think she'll do a better job than athelhelm at raising a child well so. i mean at least he we know he's gonna read books I, right. that's the one plus you know i don't know if if um Edward's like current legitimate heir is going to know how to read if Ethelhelm mm. has anything to do with it. He's just going to worry about battle strategy all the time. So, right. Um, yeah. So they're they're heading to Bedwin, and um, you know, Uhtred has been kind of ordered to protect them on their journey, uh, which makes a lot of sense because, of course, who do they run into on the road? It's well, before Heston. they before they run into Heston, I want to talk about that conversation that um, Uhtred and Aleswith had, where she's kind of trying to like make nice in her own mm. Aleswith way, and she's like, "I see your value now," and blah blah blah, <laughs> and you know, she finally realizes, you know, that Uhtred really did care about Alfred and Alfred's work and Alfred's ambition, um, and you know she kind of wants him to stick around and, you know, continue to help her. And he's like, listen, like, I've done my part. I'm kind of done with all this. 
And Mm -hmm. I liked when she was like, well, you know, I finally see your value and I finally see, you know, what Alfred saw in you all this time. And then everybody else is like, literally everyone has known this for a long time and you're the only one who didn't. Yeah, love Father Purelick um, yes. this whole season because he is not afraid to give it to um, Ailswith when she is deserving because, yeah, I, I, she tries to make it seem like, you know, everyone thought he was a heathen and didn't like him and I'm the first to come around. And it's right, like, literally everybody but you was on board. So <laughs> I just, you know, I, I've i loved seeing Ailswith develop over this season and sort of come into her own now that she doesn't have Alfred. But at the same time, you still get glimpses of the old Aleswith and you're like, oh, Aleswith, you're the only one that was <laughs> a bit changed. <laughs> like, you know, like everybody else realized he was pretty great a long time ago. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's nice that the show is finally letting her grow a little bit and evolve. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the character growth is for her to to say these things and to make these kinds of statements and then to hear people be like, nah, that's not right. You know what I mean? Like, right. the only way she's going to kind of overcome any of her prejudices is if people start standing up to her. And I don't think people were willing to do that when she was still Alfred's wife, when he was around, when she was queen. Um, so, it, yeah, I think if anything, you know, losing that power is going to make Ilswith a better person because she's going to be open to um, some opinions that might not have been, you know, thrown her way when she had all that power. And hopefully hopefully she'll, you know, have some self-improvement along the way. I think she has. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt and say that she has. We are really Um, cheerleading for her this season. We have come around to Aleswith this season. It's crazy. I know. Um, but yeah, so Udrin and Siora are kind of talking about, all right, we're heading to Cookham now. She's not thrilled because it's so small and like she's seen some of the world now and she wants to keep doing that. But, mm-hmm. you know, she wants to be with her dad and she wants to, you know, learn at his side or whatever. But like Cookham is so small. She wants to go to Winchester um, and she kind of gets the opportunity to in a horrible roundabout uh. way because like you were saying they're ambushed and who is it but Heston yet again God just Heston. that guy he just always pops up when you're just like oh get out of here but also he's probably my favorite villain and so I'm always happy I, to see I, him because he's such an agent of chaos but then you're just like oh of course of course Heston is gonna meet them on the road and ruin all their mm-hmm. plans he really is. It's there. There have been, you know, obviously when you look at someone like Ethelred, um, it's just so easy to hate him because he's such a terrible person. Heston is is not a good person. He's a bad guy. But there's just something so fun about the way he comes in and stirs shit up. No, I think I hated him more, obviously, when he was really out for Ethelfled and mm-hmm. had that weird obsession with her. But now that he's kind of just like, I'm old, I'm, I want to, you know, grow old and fat and have all these riches and not deal with it. To see him kind of just like make grabs for power is, is I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I like to have a, a villain that I can kind of laugh at sometimes, and I feel like Heston is that for me. So Yeah, at um, this point, he's more chaotic than malevolent, and I can get right. behind that, you know? Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Um, <laughs> that's the world we live in right now, is to just embrace <laughs> the chaos. So he he runs into them on the road. Obviously, he's going to be a dick. Um, and he knows uh, what's happening in Winchester, which is that Sid Trigger has, um, you know, sacked the place and has taken over. And he wants to get in, get in good with this new Viking warlord. And so what better way to do that than to bring him an offering? Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, the king's mother um, and I guess a couple kids <laughs> seems <laughs> like the way to go. He doesn't right. know who these children are, but no. he's just like, yeah, that one and that one. Right. <laughs> like, They're okay. going to go. It'll be great. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, But we need to talk about how he decides that he's going to try and kill Uhtred because it really felt like he wasn't even trying that hard. No. Like he he decides to die. (laughs) Right. He decides that the best way to kill Uhtred and his crew, even though he has a huge, like a big band with him, like they're way outnumbered. Mm But he still decides, you know what, the best way we're going to do this is we're just going to hang them upside down and the blood will rush to their heads and they'll die that way. 
and right. I'm going to leave two guys to watch over them to, to make sure they them. die. And I'm just like, man, yeah. have you never seen a movie? If you don't see the body, don't assume anybody is dead. You know what I mean? Like, that's a mistake. Um, Here's the and conspiracy yeah. theory. I don't think he wanted them to die. I could see that. I feel he like, likes having, you know, when he you likes have having a frenemy, his, yeah. you know, like, it's like, you, you, you kind of like that person, you kind of don't, but they push you and they challenge you. I feel Utrid like that's and Heston, is for Heston. and Heston are truly the Blair and Serena of uh, they really are. That is exactly who they are. And it's weird, too, when he's like, okay, we're going to, you know, this is how we're going to kill you. And he's like, I've heard it's the best way to go. It's just like going to sleep. And it's like, oh, that's kind of like sweet. That he he did like, He did not have to be in Yeah, all the ways you could kill him, you, you just want him to like feel like he's going to sleep like yeah i don't know give heston it was a, a, it was a half-hearted <laughs> attempt you know it's fine um but the good thing is is edith who's been traveling with the uh, cooking crew was away gathering wood so that elswith would quit complaining about being cold <laughs> bitch ass is cold uh, edith's it. gotta go get the wood to warm her it's ridiculous um, but yeah edith like i just i feel like with every new episode i love edith more because she was smart enough to like hang back and hide and draw out the guards and it's just she's so good and oh, so, she yeah. is so vicious too the, yeah, like, the way she whoa. lures that one guard that was not um, her first time stabbing a man I really no, don't believe that no no Edith no Edith has killed before and of... she will kill again like, oh my god uh, there's there's some backstory there with Edith and yeah. we should dig into it one day um, I mean she's been treated pretty awfully by most of the men in her life so I can understand if she just needed to get out that rage but like she knew how to use that knife and she oh, went yeah. right for the carotid so oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so she gets him down, which is good because um, Cedric was starting to have a panic attack. Poor buddy. Oh, Cedric. I loved, I loved, like, the baby monk trying to talk him down. And it was just, you just, I love the little details that they put in just to show, like, the bonds that this group has in such small and, like, human ways. It's the best. But, yeah, Edith saves everybody. It's really great. All praise to Edith. She rules. I love, too, that. You know, she's each one that she saves. They're they're all like, "Oh my god, thank you so much!" Like Baby Monk is like, "You're an angel." It's like everyone is just like so appreciative. Um, and it's like, yes, like fi- Edith is finally being recognized and valued, and um, you know, so she's able to save them, and and they know what's happening in Winchester now. So they send poor Father Pierlex got to trek back again. <laughs> England. He almost died, but he's how got many a, steps you know. has that man gotten in this season? Like uh, his Fitbit is broken by now right. because it it's just too many. Up. Yeah, um, and and Uhtred is like gung ho to to get to Winchester because, of course, you know they've taken Stiora and he's really worried about that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they they go for a little a little jog, and it's like again the fitness level that you had had to have i would die like i would never make it i would never make it (laughs) it had to be miles that they ran i mean i can't even imagine like dozens of miles dying yeah Yeah, absolutely not Mm. yeah and it's like immediately all right our blood is back in the proper places in our bodies (laughs) let's run I just, yeah, they haven't even carved up. I there's you know there's no gel packets that they're sipping no, on midway just, through this marathon. They're I don't even know if we got a it. drink of water. It's like all right, doubt we it. can use our legs again, <laughs> so we're gonna go. Which the is body good. Was they really like, a strong thing back then. I think we've oh, we've really I mean, like devolved. <laughs> if you like, if, right? I feel like if you survived that long, your body was like you know ready to go. But I think in general. Oof, I don't know about that. But these these people all have a pretty long life to, life expectancy at this point. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's a good thing they hit the road soon because it is bad in Winchester, and we got to talk about Brita. Mm, do we? I know what's going it's, on with Brita. I think Brita has really reached her breaking point like she's lost so much is she even pregnant anymore like it hasn't been addressed in a long time from what i see of her like some of the shots we get it does look like she's pregnant okay i couldn't quite tell and so but she is just like 
she is bringing down hell on the Saxons. Like she is taking every single hurt that she has gotten in the past, how many years she's been raiding in England. And she is bringing it all down on the Saxons right now. Like she's digging up dead bodies. She's killing women and kids. Like she is gleefully killing women and children. Yes. Um, And it's just, I feel like Brita has just like, she's lost the plot completely Mm -hmm. at this point. And I understand, but it really bums me out. Yeah. I I hate to see her go this way. It's obvious that she's carrying a lot of hurt and instead of working through it, she's kind of taking it out on, on people that don't deserve it. I think Mm -hmm. honestly, the digging up the bodies felt that felt like something it's like, okay, we've turned a corner. It's not just about um, taking Wessex and taking Winchester and getting the gold and, like, doing the Viking thing. Like, this is very personal. And this is, you know. It's about it, inflicting she, pain now, you know. Yes. And she's she's talking about we need to take uh, what's most important to them, which is their religion. We should um, destroy their churches and their monasteries and kill all their monks and um it's just a it's she wants to eradicate the Saxon way of life. And that's mm-hmm. like we're like broaching, you know, like genocidal thoughts at this point. And yeah. um, thankfully, Sigtrieger is, you know, a bit more moderate. And he's like, no, like, <laughs> that's I'm, not I'm, how we're going to do things. <laughs> we're not going to stick to this old way of just like burning shit down. Like, mm. let's take over and maybe build something better. And um so they're they're kind of at odds this whole episode. Um, and it's just it's not good. It's not good when I'm rooting for like a newcomer over Brita because we have loved Brita for we so have many seasons. We stand Brita for three seasons, but this season, yeah. man, it's even just... when we didn't like Uhtred. Remember when we didn't like Uhtred and we were all like, oh, "This should be Brita's time. show," and it's like, God. Seems Imagine. like a hundred years ago. Um, yeah, but I yeah. mean, well, if it was Brita's show, who knows? <laughs> maybe we'd be rooting for her to dig up those dead bodies. I don't know. She could, she could probably sway us, but probably. Um, but yeah, it doesn't look good right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's bad, and also bad is when. You know, when Aelswith and Athelstan and Steora get there and Eardwolf recognizes Steora and he's like, hey, that's Uhtred's kid. That's not great. And so she's sort of taken away from the other prisoners. And it's really dark, like, going into the scene because as they're, like, rolling into the city, Aelswith is like, listen, we're probably going to die now. Like, this is not good. This is not we're not going to make it out of this one. So she's like, say your prayers, make your peace with the Christian God. And Sierra's like, actually, I'm not a Christian. <laughs> I'm not Back Christian. off. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Sierra. it's like, I do too, man. She's, uh, we've met a lot of really great new characters this season, but Sierra, I just, I'm obsessed with her. Um, but yeah, so she's like in captivity and she's, she you know, she is her father's daughter and she's not going to go down with some, you know, Danish jag ending her life. So she's ready to <laughs> kill herself. Um, but Sig Trigger comes and finds her and stops her from killing herself, which is great. Um, and I really like this conversation that they had, you know, where he's sort of trying to figure out like, is she Saxon or is she Dane? And, you know, who does she really align herself with? And she's like, listen, you don't understand. I'm both, you know, like I'm never going to be just one or the other. There are good parts of both in me, and I'm going to be like my dad. And he's like, oh, tell me about your dad. And she's like, my dad rules. Shut up. And it's a, it's a really good scene. I liked it a lot. My dad is the best. Um, you wish you had a dad like him. Yeah, no, right. I really I really appreciated, one, that they didn't take this the path of, like, he's going to abuse her or rape her or whatever. I think that would have been an easy way to go. Um, and two, that they use this kind of, you know, obviously there's a chemistry there. And, um, and they use that tension to really investigate um, what life is like for Steora. And I'm assuming like a ton of people, because if you think about it, the the Vikings have been invading for how long now? Of course, some of them have, are going to have children that are from Saxon women or Saxon men. And um, there's going to be that blending of cultures. And it feels it's such a weird thing to, like, see this show, which is about, you know, ninth century life, and to feel 
a lot of, you know, there's there's things that are so relevant to today. I mean, who isn't mm-hmm. a part of, like, two cultures today? You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it, it would be weird to be forced to choose between the two. And I like that Steora is just like, yeah, I'm not playing. That's an old man's game. I'm not playing that. Like, I'm both. And there's good, there's good and bad about both, and you have to kind of accept that and and move on with it. And I think Sigtrigger is really kind of fascinated by the way she views the world, and um, I really like this kind of budding relationship that they have. I think they both challenge each other, and they both feel like the new kids, you know, the the young ones, the young generation that's going to make some change. And yeah. Um, God knows we need all of that right now. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, so after they run however many miles, Uhtred Mm. and the Cookham crew, they arrive in Winchester. But, like, not only have the Danes taken the city, but they have, like, built up the walls and, like, added these horrifying, like, spikes. And they're just, like, they're in it to win it. And Uhtred is like, great, we cannot get in there because there's five of us. And, you know... There's no way in. Um, So Edith, which, okay, I totally respect that Edith is like, I'll go in. I'll go undercover. Nobody knows me here. But also, has Edith ever been to Winchester before? Like, how would she know where to go? I... I like, I'm not going to, like, nitpick too much because, like, I totally respected her decision to be like, I'm going to do this. Let me help. But, like... Sure. Does she know Winchester at all? I mean, my assumption was no, because she says that no one's going to recognize her here. So if she had been there before, there would be like the fear of maybe, you know, being recognized. I mean, she's got that red hair that stands out. But I think, you know, maybe it's a thing of like Winchester is so it's like we have said, it is the crown jewel. It's very famous. It's the the heart of the of Wessex that maybe people are just familiar with the the layout like maybe mm. you haven't been to new york but you kind of know what times square looks like you know <laughs> yeah I, I don't that know. makes that, that's, um, that's fun is that good yeah okay yeah, right, that makes sense that. to me <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i just and also i just assumed like edith is such a badass she's like she'll yeah, figure it out she's cares. smart yeah. <laughs> she, she can wander a she's little bit it. she'll get where she Here's needs to go thing. i didn't understand what the plan was though so i got i get that she's I think going to sneak in and warn them that they're there so that it's like they won't lose hope. And it's like, yes, they're going to come get you. I think that's it. Like, that's all that that was it was just to let the prisoners know, hey, we haven't abandoned you. Uhtred's figuring it out. Um, God, she's such a ride or die because that seems like not enough for me to risk. Right. (laughs) Right. But you know what? Edith, Edith is a killer. So she's, Mm -hmm. you know, she's not afraid. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot. And then, you know, you've got Father Peerlake, he makes it to Edward and Edward, you know, doesn't handle the news very well. Um, you know, I just, Edward, he has none of the good qualities of his father at this point. Mm -mm. Like, you know, I mean, obviously you and I, we had our issues with Alfred, but ultimately I think we at least respected him. You know what I mean? And saw his value. But Edward is just, like, he can't handle the pressure. And so he just, like, rides off half-cocked, like, ready to go. But he doesn't have a plan. Um, And having a plan is important because, you know, that kind of happens with uh, old Eardwolf where he's upset with Brita for digging up the dead. But he doesn't have a plan. And she rightfully points out, you know, you don't get to choose which Saxons you betrayed. You betrayed all of them. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, not looking good for old Eared Wolf. <laughs> I'm not upset about it. Um, no. Yeah, it, he he goes and, and gets drunk, and for some Edith reason, I guess— sees he, him across the courtyard, which is kind of sad for Edith. Oh, like, she deserves God, such terrible. a better brother, but, like, I'm sorry that—I'm sorry for her to have to go through this pain. Oh, yeah, and—and— and, um, he's just he's losing it i think i guess you know dead bo- digging up dead bodies is like the last straw for I think him that was the breaking so, point for him yeah yeah he he goes drinking and then he um he comes to try and kill steora i guess to get revenge mm. on utrid because 
I'm assuming he thinks Uhtred is the root of all of his problems. Everybody, if they don't know who to blame when it's really themselves, they're going to blame Uhtred. That's Uhtred. just the yeah. way people handle <laughs> things on this show. I get it. Um, but, yeah, that scene was so tense, and I was really worried for Stiora. Um, just because I think, you know, he's such a loose cannon at this point. He could do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily, Sigtrigger comes in at the— perfect moment and uh, you know Sior's been kind of handing you know Eric with his ass and been like it's it's your fault you made these choices and then Sick Drieger comes in and um stands up to him and it is okay it's hot like there's no (laughs) other way to say it it is really sexy to see him defending Steora real sexy energy I'm not gonna deny that come on man it's it's almost too much right now or what but like you know it's the composure it's the that's true it's the vibe yeah yes like he is very powerful but he never like outwardly shows that you know what I mean he doesn't make a show of it he doesn't peacock around like someone like Edward does mm-hmm. and so it's like hmm okay like I could get behind this quite strange um, I like it yeah it's I good. like it yeah he uh you know he calls Airwolf a traitor and um Airwolf kind of backs down obviously because he is a coward and I think this is the last straw for Sigtrigger too because he has had he had this conversation earlier with Brita about you know why is this dude still around like he's He's been useful, but we don't have any other use for him. And, um, you know, he's not to be trusted, clearly, because he used to be for the Saxons. And Brita's like, oh, no, like, we've turned him. I think Brita still sees, you know, maybe that's a pawn that they can use somehow down the road. Um, And... And also, he's he's been contributing to her plan of kind of just bringing hell to Winchester, and so um, she kind of goes to bat for him a little bit. And I think this this whole interaction with Stiora is just proof. It's like we can't let people like this guy um, continue to profit and continue to like do well by being a traitor and looking out for themselves. And he makes a real example of Erdwolf. It's kind of again, kind of hot. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he kind of drags in before the people and he goes on this speech where he talks about how, you know, all these other Danish lords. I love the call outs to like Abba and Bloodhair and Knut mm, and, yeah. you know, all the dudes that we've seen come to and go. To remind us. Yeah. And he's like, listen. <laughs> there have been a lot. <laughs> there have been a lot. Um, but I like that he was like, you know, these men were driven by their anger and they were driven by their rage and we're not going to be like that anymore. And then I think I think that moment, I think that's going to be a real breaking point for Brita and Sig Trigger, too, because you can tell that she's definitely driven by rage right now. And to be told that that's the old guard and we don't have place for that now, I think is not going to go over well with her. You can kind of see that on her face in that moment. Um, it's direct shade that's for yes, Rita. 1,000%. Um, but yeah, uh, Eardwolf, you know, he's about to die, and he does have one decent moment. Um, not, like, fully decent, but... Um, I wouldn't... He, yeah, it's not redeeming, but it's, it's not like, redeeming, okay. but you're like, all right. Um, Edith, you know, she sort of sees all this go down and she kind of cries out and he's like, don't pay attention to her. It's fine. She's no one. Um, which like. She's a is whore sh- is what right. he, again. You're right. You're right. You're like um, uh, calling his but, sister a whore and you're like, come on. But like <laughs> it did save her life and sort of get her out of there. But like, yikes. But yeah, he gets uh, the shit stabbed out of him. Quite mm-hmm. a brutal way to go. It's, it's bad because it's a it's a stab. It, it's. It's a stab it's through a the shoulder. Stab. No, that's yeah. that was a that was not a uh, quick death at all. No, that you're gonna was, bleed again, out. That was an example. You're, yep, you're gonna bleed out, and you're gonna feel every single bit of pain until you finally die. Which and you know, we're gonna show people, you know how. We're going to show the masses how people like you will die if they continue, like, down the path that you've gone down. And it's like, it's, yeah, I would, that's, it was pretty brutal. Uh, it was very poor brutal. Poor did not have Heston there to suggest hanging mm, no. <laughs> by his feet. Um, no, no. So. Nor did he deserve that kindness. He didn't. He didn't. We're, we don't feel bad for him. No. So there's just, like, a lot going on in Winchester right now because, like, there's also that moment where we kind of check in with, like, Aleswith and Athelstan, and Athelhelm kind of, like, weasels his way over to go and talk to Athelstan because he definitely has, you know, a pretty good idea of who it is. 
And it's like, it's bad. Athelstan is like, no, I'm nobody. And he's like, you're Athelstan. Quit lying to me. And he basically tells Aleswith, like, if we survive this, that kid's got to go. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just, I really hope that somehow Athelhelm gets taken out in the next episode because I am so sick of that dude. I'm just, I'm ready for him to go. He is the worst. I mean, you're being held hostage by this Danish army that has invaded your kingdom. Your daughter and your grandson are here. They're in immediate danger. So are you. And your, like, biggest concern is to throw your weight around and intimidate this poor kid and threaten his life. It's just like, get get out of here. Go die, How dude. cowardly. Like, I can't deal with it. Um, yeah, I cannot stand Ethelhelm. And it just, every time I see him, it makes me... Again, it makes me so angry at Edward for ever trusting someone like that. But speaking of, you know, uh, Father Peerlich has has gone to to warn Edward, so he's on the way. Um, And Uhtred and the Cookham crew are still kind of just right outside of Winchester. Um, And he's being really careful and really conservative in his attack plan. Um, Which is not super Uhtred. Like, that feels a little out of character. (laughs) Not at all. But I'm I'm not mad at it because I feel like— you know, we've had so much going on that we really, we saw him, like, you know, devastated over the death of Bioka. Um, But then we've had so much going on that it's kind of like that's been put on the back burner. So I love to see that the show hasn't totally forgotten about that. And we see, um, you know, Bioka's death kind of manifesting in different ways. And, um, you know, this is, this is all, you know, because of what happened in Bebenberg. I mean, he doesn't want to lose anyone else because he's too gung-ho um, and he can't, like, take a moment to kind of step back and think. And so I appreciate that. It's not, it's not like, you know, classic Uhtred, but he's also, like, growing and he's he's getting older and he's a dad now. And maybe it's time that he kind of has a bit of, I don't know, perspective. I think Alfred would be happy with it. <laughs> Probably. Um, What Alfred would not be happy about is Edward rolling up with his knights and just like there is zero battle plan. It is just we're going to attack this gate and we're going to get in, except that they can't. So they are just like throwing themselves against the wall and he's losing men left and right. And Uhtred is kind of just watching from you know, the edge of the battlefield is just like, he needs to stop. Like, this is bad. Everybody's going to die. Um, and so, you know, after they lose a ton of guys, they kind of pull back and Edward's like, hey, we're going to kill everybody. Let us in, blah, blah, blah. This is my kingdom. And Sig Trigger is kind of like, you know what? I can wait you out because you dumb bitch, you built these walls super tall for and real? super strong. <laughs> so like, you're not going to get in here. Um, You've done all the work for me. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Uhtred kind of finds Edward and he's like, listen, like, we need to have a plan. We cannot just keep throwing ourselves at the gate or that we're never going to get in this way. And Edward is like so enraged that he just he doesn't listen and he just leaves the charge again. And that's kind of where the episode ends. And you're just like, oh, no battle plan at all. And this just it's it's, going to be a bloodbath. It, it, it is. And you know what? You would think Edward, because he has built those walls, he's spent all season bragging about it, that um, he would be like, you know what? I know how well that, you know, we've built these to defend the city. Let's think of a different way. But he's just kind of so blinded, I think, by fear, most of all. I think fear for his family, obviously, um, but also fear of, like, losing this position of power that he's inherited. I mean, how terrible how like what a failure how embarrassing would it be if he were to lose winchester to the danes after everything his father has worked for um and after his sister was just crowned lady of mercy i mean it's just like there's a a reputation that he's worried about with all of this too and so yeah it makes him it makes him kind of not think before he acts and i think that's gonna mean that a lot of people are gonna die and Mm. um i'm worried about that yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little right. bit. Right. <laughs> I, you know, I can imagine that that's, uh, you know, those actions are going to lead to some violent results. These violent delights have oh, violent God. ends on The Last Kingdom. <laughs> get, it, get up in Westworld. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for our next episode, Wishes. This is when we issue our demands for upcoming episodes, like the spoiled toddlers that we are. Here's what we want to see, when we want to see it, and why we won't be denied. Alyssa, it's the last episode. I mean, yeah. what's going to happen? This, it's the season finale. And honestly, like, what a mess. Like, mm. Edward has just, he's proven himself to be such an unwise ruler this season. But this sort of enraged attempt at taking back Winchester might be the worst interest, or worst instance of his hubris yet. Like, mm-hmm. man is not proving himself to be a good ruler. Um I think there's going to be massive casualties for sure. And honestly, at this point, like, there's no guarantee that he'll get the city back, you know? Like, Sintrigger might be young and relatively untested, but he's, you know, he sort of learned from the mistakes of the Danish lords who came before him, and that makes him truly formidable. And, you know, I think if Uhtred is going to try and clean up Edward's mess, he's going to have his hands full with Sintrigger. Oh, for sure. And honestly, I don't... You know, do we even want Edward to return to being King of Wessex at this point? Because he's Mm. been doing a pretty crap job of it. And I think after that moving speech from Sig Trigger about working together and shucking off the old ways, um, I'd be down to see him rule England. Like, you know, with (laughs) Uhtred's help, of course. Like, if those two bros wanted to, like, become friends and um, take over all of Wessex, I'd be for that. I I don't know if the flood would like it. (laughs) Yeah, I think— at this point, like, I think they get along. I think so, too. I think we're going to be surprised by their interactions, um, mm-hmm. especially since, you know, I think they're, they'll are they come to an understanding just because Sig Trigger seems really taken with Stigor and they seem to have, have found kind of common ground. And mm-hmm. um, so it's always good when you get in with the daughter first. Yeah. But um, Brita, though, that girl has gone off the deep end. And I'm afraid that there's no coming back for her at this point. I think that's more than fair. Now, The Last Kingdom has a massive cast of interesting characters, and nearly everyone gets their time to shine. Our arsling of the episode is the character who truly goes above and beyond to win the war or simply win our hearts. So, who are you standing this episode, Jess? Okay, so I know that you're going to talk up Stuart because it is what she deserves after this episode, mm. after this whole yeah. season. Um, mm. So I'm going to praise the other half of our star-crossed lover duo, um, Sick Trigger. Again, I th- feel like I've called him the um, arsling of the episode for a couple of episodes now, but I'm not he deserves it. It's about fine. it at all. No yeah. shame. Um, he's He's been one of the more just, um, interesting additions this season, I think. He's always kind of defying expectations and challenging, at least like my view of what a Viking kind of warlord was back then. Um, He's certainly different from all the others that have come before him. And I think the way he scared the shit out of Erdwolf for harassing Stior, it was just like, that was when I was fully in. It's like, I'm I'm part of the fan club. I'll pay my dues. Like, I'll get the (laughs) t-shirt. Let's go. I get it. Um, yeah, you're right. I gotta go, Siora. Um, I've go really, I've loved the addition of her character this season and this episode. Like, it just it perfectly showed how she encapsulates the best parts of both of her parents. Like, she's in mm-hmm. such a terrifying position as a captive, but she's so brave and defiant, and I'm obsessed. Like, the way she keeps her head and her wits about her with both Sig Trigger and Erdwolf is incredible because, like, she's so young. She's what, like, 15, 16? Oh my Very god, very young. She's such a baby. Yeah. yeah. If I, when I was 15 or 16, hell, if it was me now, I would not be able to, like, 
keep my head like she does. And oh, yeah, threaten me with a paper cut. And I'm right? like, yeah, whatever you want. Like, <laughs> I'll do anything. Yeah. So if we get another season, which we should, I really hope we do. Um, I think we're Steve, getting another season. I mean, we gotta Come get on. We gotta get at least one more. Um, whatever. But yeah, I think Stiora will definitely be one that I'm most interesting in following into the next season. Yeah, I think she'll def. You know, I think we saw this season Young Uhtred kind of uh, challenge um, his father, and I think I hope that next season we get to see Stiora challenge him in different ways, um, and maybe it'll be with her. You know, her new little romance with Sigtrigger. Is it a romance? I know that there's no I, definite. I don't romance. really like. The, I mean, I'm like, reading the signs. Listen, they're definitely <laughs> vibing. I get that for sure. Like, I wouldn't go as far to call them like star-crossed lovers yet, but there's definitely Excuse like me. <laughs> they are the Romeo and Juliet of oh, the no. Last Kingdom. Oh no! <laughs> I hope it ends I've better gone, for I've them. Full. I've gone full in on this right. couple. Please, um, I'm writing the fan fiction. I was, I was literally about to say, please send me whatever fan fiction you write. I'm sure it'll be great. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Have some faith in young Listen, love, Alyssa. If it was a different I've show, have something to hold on to. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Get ready to shame down the worst character of the episode with us. It doesn't matter if you're a Saxon or a Dane. Anyone can be a turd, and we're calling out the biggest one of the episode. Again, lots of choices. I yeah. think, though, that there's a couple that really stand out. We have a buffet of options at this point. Mm-hmm. A lot of Jags have made it pretty far into the season. But I'm going to go Edward. Um, he's just really inherited none of his father's sense. And he's going to get people killed because of it. And I just, like, it shame. really, yeah. It really rubbed me the wrong way when Pierleg like comes and tells him what's happened and he's like, Both of my heirs are taken. <sighs> and it wasn't that he was like concerned about his children as people, but rather as pawns on his path to a legacy. And that was just it was super gross to me. And it just really drove home that I will never be an Edward fan. Nope. I think it's that ship has sailed and we are not on it. Yeah. Um He had so much promise last season and he just he's blown it. He's blown it. It's sad. It, it's sad. You hate to see it. Um, I was going to rant about Airwolf, uh, but he he got his, and so I, I just feel like it's not worth it. So instead, I'm going to give Rita a good talking to. Is this um, Rita's first time in our sling of the episode, or in, um, in the turn of the episode? I have to believe it is, because I, I would have be. never put her here before. Yeah. But, I mean, there's nothing she's done that has made me be like, I can't stand Brita right now. I mean, she's been a mainstay in our sling of the episode since episode one. Mm-hmm. But like now it's been. Yeah. Uh, pigs are flying. I mean, the world is ending because she's she's now a turd. Um, yeah. She's just so consumed, I think, with her need for revenge that she's, you know, willing to send Uhtred Stiora's head when she learns that he, she's his his daughter. And it's like, damn, like this girl is practically your niece. Like relax it just felt like more even more than you know the digging up the bodies and the wanting to destroy the churches the fact that she's like oh this is Uhtred's kid let's kill her it's like whoa like you were really far gone I've always you know I've recognized that uh, Brita has a real contempt for Wessex and for the Saxon way of life because she's always felt stifled by it and so Mm -hmm. I identify with that I think Uhtred, her relationship with Uhtred has kind of maybe tempered some of her worst impulses when it comes to dealing with that um, anger towards the Saxons. And I feel like now that that relationship is obviously broken, Mm. um, she's just going like full rage machine. And uh, I, again, I'm worried that there's no coming back for her. I don't know if it's these pregnancy hormones that are doing a number on her. I just, I don't like it one bit. So it really pains me. To put yeah. her in this section, but I, I've got to. She earned that spot this week. Now, no character is safe on The Last Kingdom, but some seem to be flirting with death more than others. Ninth century life was fleeting and barbaric, but that doesn't mean we can't have some fun with it. Get ready to place your bets on who's headed for Valhalla soon, because this is the Viking death pool. 
All right. So we've been pulling really good numbers in this Viking death pool recently. Um, Ethelred and Erdwolf have both met our bitch Karma and she's done her work. Um, So I am expecting someone near and dear is in danger next episode, uh, especially since it's the season finale. We have left off on a cliffhanger and, um, you know, all of our faves are, are within that army that's just kind of ramming against a wall purpose Leslie. Um, I don't like that Stuara is within breach of Brita at the moment, but I think, you know, Sigtrieger seems um, smitten with her, even though you don't believe that they're going to have a romance. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's like <laughs> it could go either way right now. <laughs> Whatever, Alyssa. Um, I don't think he's going to let anyone touch his girl. I don't think so and, either. I don't um, think so either. He obviously cares about her. That's not what I'm saying. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, I'm I'm worried, you know, about Athelstan and Aelsworth. Uh, mm. One, they're being held hostage and... Um, one of the best ways to throw, you know, Edward off is to to probably start killing the people that he cares for most. Um, the other reason she's, you know, holed up with Ethelhelm and his daughter, and they're just the worst. Um, I I just feel like I have to start preparing eulogies for them because I, I don't know. For some reason, my gut is telling me that they're they're not in a good place. Yeah, you're definitely right about that. But, like, I can put a little bit of your mind at ease. Like, Athelstan will become king one day. Oh, my day. God. So, Crack open the history book. I yeah, love when you do like, this to me. You're welcome. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> Athelstan does become king. So don't worry about that sweet little boy. He will be fine. Aelswith, okay. you know. Whew concerning i don't She's know quite what happened i don't know i don't know i don't know what happens to her but i do know that athelstan does become king um but yeah i would be you know deeply concerned about their well-being after athelhelm's upsetting interest in the boy so mm-hmm. you know yikes but honestly like going into this finale i'm worried about brita like she's obviously gone darker than ever and it's I just I think she's reached a point where, you know, there's not going to be that moment of reconciliation between her and Uhtred that we've always had in the past. Like if they come face to face on the battlefield this time, one of them's not walking away and it's not Brita's show. So, right. I'm worried yeah, about her. Thing. It's not Brita's show. And right. so when you place her as an enemy to Uhtred um, and you've you've made a division that's kind of so deep and unbridgeable between them. It's like, where else do you have left to go except killing her? So there really isn't. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I know. I'm wor- I'm really worried about Brita going forward in this last episode. I don't want her to go out like this though. With I don't me, either. Like, not liking her. I know. It'll make it extra <sighs> heartbreaking. Like she didn't get God to go out it. a hero. She doesn't get to you know. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully. Maybe she's not going to die. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just already upset over it. I'm just very worried about her, even if I'm mad at her right now. (laughs) Now, this is clearly a very serious podcast about a very serious show, but sometimes it's nice to indulge in a little thirst. It's 2020. The world is on fire. Honestly, we deserve this. So this is our time to celebrate the thirstiest moments that really blew our skirts up this week. So, uh, Alyssa? So here's the thing. I really shouldn't give you a hard time about, like, finding love between Stiora and Sigtricker from very small Mm -hmm. things. Because I'm doing the exact same thing with Edith and Finnan. Like, we're being fed crumbs, but, like, Mm -hmm. you know, they keep having these little tiny moments where I'm like, ooh, Yes, I would like to see more of that. So, you know what? We're both deluding ourselves into these big love connections. <laughs> but I say we right should now. keep doing it because, you Agreed. know, we need a good love story again because Uhtred and Athelflaed are done. So, you know, we got to have somebody to Honestly, root for. Honestly, Uhtred needs to be done with women for a little bit. I think he does. It never ends well for him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And Finnan has not gotten the love interest that he deserves. Yes. Um, so... I agree. My thirstiest moment is also uh, the Finn and Edith romance that does exist. And um, I I don't think we're reading between the lines on this because there are many moments in this episode. Sure. um, Where they have these looks or they're flirting. When he's like, that means she likes you. And when he's like concerned about her, when she's like in the castle. You're right. I'm yeah. not crazy. They're they're That's setting not, they're they're, not. Se- they're building the foundation there. 
They better be. It, it's totally happening. Um, but, yeah, I think the moment when she saves them all, you know, from hanging to death, and he looks up at her, and it's just this, like, oh, she's, like, the savior. It's, like, be still yes. a beating heart. It was so swoon-worthy. Oh, um, I love it. That I, can't, I cannot believe that we're just interpreting this. Yeah, no, no. This is real. <laughs> I won't. I won't be told I'm crazy about this. You're right. I know this is real. You're right. You're 100 percent correct. Now, since we recorded our previous seasons, the world has changed a little bit. Life has ground to a halt, and we're just doing our best not to lose our minds in quarantine. So, goodbye, geek out, and welcome to Self Care Corner, where we talk about what we're reading, watching, and doing to stave off the seemingly endless alone time. So, okay. what you got? <clears throat> I, uh, for, I'm going to say mine, but first I want to say the thing that you've chosen for yours, it's really weird how um, on the same page we are sometimes because yeah. I was literally going to put that. Yes. And then I was like, no, we've been recapping this show and I want to really talk about that because it's its final season and it's really important to us. Um, so I'm so glad that you okay, took great. that baton. I'm really because, excited uh, to talk about okay. it. Okay. Okay, great. Perfect. Okay. So um, <laughs> before we do that, let's get to mine, which is The 100. Yes. It's back on The CW. Um, it's its final season. Uh, seven seasons. We've been with the it. The show is very near and dear run. to our hearts. It's very important to us. Um, if you've never seen it, uh, the basic premise is um, set in the future. We've destroyed Earth. Um, people are living up in space on a space station called The Ark. They send um, 100 teen delinquents down to see if earth is like inhabitable and then you know all hell breaks loose and so but honestly like we are so far away from that concept now in the seventh season like it's just it's a a new world we're hundreds of years in the future but with the same characters they haven't aged and um (laughs) we're taking over a new planet (laughs) um and yeah it's just it's so good here's the thing it's it's really good there are some things that still bother us um sure the balark of it all but (sighs) i I think the cast and the acting is so good and i want to shout out um like, I feel uh, like people hear CW show and they're like, ugh, but like, you it's don't think, so I good. I hate that that stereotype exists because there are good shows on CW. I agree. But The 100 is probably the best show that they've ever had. It's um, up there for sure. It's so good. The, the concept is in, insane, but, but the acting is just incredible. Um, you know, everyone on the cast really brings it and... I there I just there's not another show like it. And so mm-hmm. I'm I'm really sad to see it go, but we do have a whole season yeah. left to recap and I'm excited about that. And um, So yeah, go check yeah. out our recaps over at go, Sci-Fi Fan. Go Fangirls. check out our recaps and and go watch the 100. You won't you won't regret it. Yeah, 100% agree. Um Okay, mine, let's talk about yours. Okay, let's though. talk about mine. <laughs> mine this week is I last night I binge watched the first three episodes of yes. um Taika Waititi's sort of organized this reading for charity, and he and a bunch of other celebrities are reading through James and the Giant Peach, which is such a lovely book. Um oh, and I the love first it. three episodes are up, and it's just like it's so joyful and charming. And I didn't know Quirky that and I needed I the Hemsworth it. brothers as the two evil aunts, but they were so good. And it's just like you've got Meryl Streep. You've got, you know, who else? Who's in the Kate third Blanchett. episode? Kate Blanchett. And it's Sarah just Paulson. like that's right, ah. Sarah Paulson and Kamel Anjiani and Nick Kroll. Like, it's so good. And it's just, like, it's absolute sunshine. Like, I always love when people read to me or, like, reading out loud. And so, like, having mm-hmm. all of these different people doing the voices. And it's just, it's so relaxing. And it's just this little oasis of quirky kindness that I just, mm-hmm. like... It's the best thing. I think the first three episodes are up and they do like four chapters in an episode or something like that. They're, I think the longest one is like 20 minutes. Like it's very easy to just, you know, get the little bit. Um, but I think, I mean, they're just getting started. So I'm sure there'll be yeah. quite a few of them. But it's just, it's on YouTube. It's wonderful. It's for a good cause. And for a good cause. It's Taika. Like who doesn't, you it's know. It's Taika. Taika's the best. Man, Taika. I love the sound effects, too. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's so, yeah, he's the best. Um, 
But yeah. He really is. He's a beautiful, beautiful soul. Um, he's so funny and he gets he gets all these, you know, really big names to to kind of go all in. I think Honestly, that first episode with Chris and Liam Hemsworth. That was my favorite one I've never seen Liam Hemsworth act his ass off like that. I mean, he was really giving it. And I was like, okay, you know, like, (laughs) it's just so, they, obviously everyone's just like ready to have a great time. time And yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of great talent and there's a mix of it you know because like nick kroll is obviously such a good voice actor he so does good big mouth and so right. many other things and so um yeah it's just it's really fun and you would think it's like oh you know a grown adult is not going to be interested in a reading of a children's book nope it's um, wonderful but, but you've thought wrong <laughs> yeah yeah definitely look it up it'll make your whole day for sure for sure all right, guys, if you want to hear more of our bullshitting, check us out on Twitter or over at Sci-Fi Wire Fangirls. Also, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a nice review wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, destiny is all bitches. <laughs>